Illustrated Program, created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Angeles Police calling all cars, attention all cars. Attention all Los Angeles County Sheriff's cars, broadcast 108. A dead body has been found under the Spring Street Bridge in North Long Beach. That's all. Those and those. announcement a few weeks ago, Rio Grande revolutionized the gasoline industry. Today, the independent dealers selling Rio Grande's new G-gas have the gasoline bootleggers on the run. Refiners of sulfuric, carbon-laden gasolines are losing business, regardless of their cut prices, because motorists now know that no gasoline is safe to use unless it equals United States Government Specification Number VBG101. Rio Grande offers motorists the first low-price gasoline guaranteed to exceed this government specification. Rio Grande's new G-Gas sets a new high-quality standard in the low-price market. If you are tempted to buy cut-price gasoline, first ask to see a written guarantee that it meets government specifications. If it doesn't, don't buy it. Drive into a Rio Grande station. Look at the written guarantee on the G-Gas pump, proving that it exceeds United States government specifications. The new G-Gas is the finest gasoline in the low-price field. But make no mistake, fine as it is, Rio Grande's G-Gas is not as good a value as Rio Grande cracked gasoline. For very little more per gallon, you get 100% efficiency, extra effort, and police car performance. You see, Rio Grande's cracked gasoline is refined by a patented process so that it exceeds even government's top-grade emergency certification. That's why police officials of so many communities have chosen cracks in competition with every other gasoline available to power more police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and other emergency equipment than any other brand. So if you are a user of low-priced gasoline, protect yourself by getting Rio Grande's guaranteed G-Gas. But if you want the best buy for your money, more speed, more power, more mileage, more value. Then use the gasoline for each car you. Rio Grande Crack. Tonight, Calling All Cars presents a guest artist, the well-known English stage and screen star, Miss Elsie Preston, who will be heard in tonight's dramatization in the part of Mrs. Sadie Ransom. Now it is our great pleasure to present Sheriff Dean Biscalee of Los Angeles County. Sheriff Biscalee. Good evening, my friends. There is no saying that there is honor among thieves. During the racketeer days of prohibition, the press, the literature, and the cinema of the nation made much of this alleged stern code of ethics and honor which prevailed in the underworld. We law enforcement officers who should be in a position to know find little evidence of this asserted quality in the criminal. We find the opposite. There is no honor among thieves. 
with sexual lawbreakers, we find is a conscientious creature who is interested only in saving himself. The story which we bring you tonight from the office of my Bureau of Investigation tells of a group of self-styled hard guys who operate upon this unsound logic. They ran through the form, just as they all do. But when you bring any would-be big-shot criminal out into the open and take his gun away from him, he becomes the most spineless, loathsome, and stalking parasite our civilization has produced and foolishly tolerates. Now a word to the youngsters who may be listening. Don't believe that these criminals you hear about on calling all cars are dashing, heroic, and romantic figures, for they are not. They are dishonest, lazy, and stupid. Dishonest and lazy because they would rather steal and earn a living. Stupid because they think they can get away with it. And boys and girls, they never do. It is a few days after Christmas in 1932 that Grace Walt and two girlfriends who are house guests have just retired when there is a knock at the door. Bertha Gray, one of the guests, goes to the door. Oh, who's there? It's Ray Collins. Who is it? Okay, Let us hear it. Just a minute. What do you want, Ray? Never mind what we want. Well, look here now. You can't push me out here like that. Don't you do it. Please, get your hand up. They just want our birthday. Stop, please. Stop, I'll let you have it. Well, don't point that gun at me. You scare me. All right, keep quiet then. Just a minute there, Mrs. Walsh. Where do you think you're going? Why, why, that is... Back in the bedroom there. I want to talk to you. You two, into the bedroom here. Oh, really? Yes, you. Joe. Yeah? Come on in here. Shorty, first to join. Okay. What are you going to do, kill us? Oh, no, don't worry. You two just sit down on the bed there, back to back. That's it. Now, Joe, tie them together with a bed sheet. Why? Fine. <laughs> Looks like a pair of Siamese twins. Now, Mrs. Walsh, give me a diamond ring. I haven't any ring. Listen, lady, I ain't got any tender monkey. Now, you give me those rings or I'll let this get go right in your face. You look pretty then, wouldn't you? A hot lead slug might make your mascara run a little, huh? You can't frighten me, you hoodlum. I ain't trying to. I'm just telling you what's going to happen to you unless you're given give quick. Oh, tell him, Grace. Let him have the ring. Why, my goodness, you said he shot you. The bullet might kill me, too. He hasn't got the nerve. Oh, no? I'll give you a three to tell me where they are. One, two. Oh, Grace, for heaven's sake, tell him. Are the rings all you want? What else you got? Nothing. You don't think we're interested in your mouth, do you? Where are the rings? They're hidden in my shoe under the bed. Where? Right in front of you. Oh, yeah, I can. Is this all there is? Yes. You can't get anything for those rings now. You know diamonds are cheap. Yeah, I know. Well, well you can't get a hundred dollars for them. I'm afraid you're right. That guy uh, sure played a professor's putting a finger on this joint. Why, well, he said that stuff is worth a grand. It cost me nearly a thousand dollars, but you can't get over a hundred for them. You've got to sell it to a friend. But of course, I know where you can get more for them. Where? I'll buy them back from you. For how much? I'll give you five hundred for them. They mean a lot to me. 
They have a sentimental value. Tell them back to you and have you squat to the bulls? Not much. I won't squat. I swear to you. You'd better not squat. Look here. See these slugs in this gas? We'll fill you full of them if you squat. But I won't. I just want to get my rings back. Well, I'll get in touch with a man who'll talk to you about it in a couple of days. Thanks a lot. And remember, no squawking to the top. Aren't you going to untie us? No. That mall that's out cold in the other room will unleash you when she wakes up. Come on, boys, let's get out of here. I must say you three are perfect gentlemen. <laughs> Hey, Sadie, got a pair of pliers? Yes, I'm in here. Bring them in. Okay, honey. Sadie, did you call that double-crossing socks and tell them to get up here? Yeah. Can you imagine us singing a joint like that first? Guaranteeing us that there'd be a grand at least in it? No, we get a three bomb diamond ring. Here it's my ex, honey. Okay, thanks. Now, this pride and spark goes out of the setting. Oh, the gold away. Well, how about that one there? That's pretty swell-looking stone. That set in itself ought to be worth something. All right, we'll keep that one the way it is. Okay, Mickey. What is it, Joe? I don't like the looks of this thing. What do you mean? I want to get out. Okay, get out. Yeah, but I want my cut. How can I give you a cut when I don't know what it's going to be? Well, you could give me, say, uh, 30 bucks, and I'll forget I ever went down there with you. What's the matter? Got cold feet? I don't know, Mickey. I just don't like it. Okay, strong then. When do I get the door? When we puddle the ice. I'll let you know. Okay, Mickey. No hard feelings. Now, forget it. You know how it is with the wife and the kids, and I don't want to get no door. Yeah, I know how it is. Now, strong. Well, so long, Mickey. So long. Huh. What a yellow rat he is. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on him. He'd squeal at the top of a hat. Don't you think we ought to bump him off and make sure he don't? Not yet. Just keep an eye on it. See where that is, will you, Katie? Okay. It's shut, Mickey. Send him in here. Well, boys, why don't we go? Why, you double-crosser, we ought to rub you out. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the beef? I ain't done nothing. You told us there was a grand in rocks down there. Well, there is. Here, call him. Call him Mr. Look, three bum rings. Ain't worth a hundred dollars. The dame is health, they You offered to buy them back for five hundred, and that's the most we could get for them anyway. Now, wait a minute, you guys. How much do you know about diamonds? Well, anybody can see that these aren't worth anything. Yeah? That's all you know about it. We ought to rub you out for giving us a bum steer like this. I didn't give you no bum steer. Well, I can go out and get a grand for this one ring here alone. Alone what you can get for those two small ones. You can? Sure. Okay, you take the ring and get a grand for it. Wait a minute, Mickey. You ain't gonna let this cheap tin horn walk out of here with that rock, are you? Say, hey, Shorty, I heard about enough out of you. You ain't heard nothing yet. I got a mind to fix you. All right, Shorty, cool on. I don't see no sense in letting this mug have the ring. Listen, Shorty, he knows where to puddle it and we don't, see? Well, I'd rather get a hundred for it and have the sense in my pocket than let him sell it for a grand and never see the color of his money. I ain't gonna take a powder on you. How do I know that? Listen, Shorty, Stocks is on the up and up. He'll do the right thing. Well, if he don't, I'll take him for a nice long ride. You sure sound like a tough guy, Shorty. I know my racket. And I say you don't get the ring. And I say he does. You want to make something of that? Well, if he don't walk back here with a grand, it'll be on your neck too, Mr. Don't worry, boys. I'll get you a grand for it. I know a gambler down on Spring Street. He'll buy it. Mm-hmm. 
in touch with me until he has it. Listen, you talk like a baby in arms. Well, I believe his story. Well, I don't. Now, listen. I'll give you until midnight to get that dough. I know, but Christ, what do you want me to do? Blow up a bank? I can't do anything. My hands are tied. Okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go down to Long Beach and try and find that house. And if we do, we'll get that dough out of him or drop him off the dock in a barrel of wet cement. I'm sick and tired of this stuff. I want to see him just as bad as you do. Yeah, I'll bet you do. Come along, Bill. We might need your help. Yeah, you might as well. to Mrs. Ransom's car, which Shorty had previously borrowed, and start for Long Beach, for they never arrive. As they are approaching the Spring Street Bridge over the San Diego River, north of the city. Got any idea where you're going to look for stars? Yeah, I have, Mrs. How about you here, Shorty? This is what you mean. Pull up. There's nothing out here. No houses, nothing. What is Chuck be doing out here? I ain't interested in that. Get out. What for? Don't give me your argument. Get out. What's the big idea, Shorty? This is a showdown. You understand? Yes, but... Uh... I'm doing the packing. Your turn will come next. I want to know what you did with the money from that rock. I never got no money for that rock. I told you the truth. Chuck stole me and told me he lost it. And I ain't seen him or the ring since. You're lying, Mickey. Stop stole that ring and you split the dough. That isn't true, Shorty. Listen, Mickey. Nobody's ever double-crossed me and got rid of it. Now, what'd you do with your part of the money? I ain't got no cut, Shorty. I swear to God, I ain't. Why don't you stop holding it Shorty and give it to him? No, Shorty, Bill. For God's sake, don't. Don't. I've been telling you the truth. I swear I can't. Now, you can't take it, huh, Mickey? Sure I can take it. Sure I can. I got more guts than you ever had. I ain't got nothing to lose but my life. I'm clean. I'm on the up and up. Go on, rub me out. Rub me out and see if you can take it. You're a big shot with a rod in your face, ain't you? You're a cheap little hijacker. Yeah. Well, can't you do a better job on that? Yeah. That did work. Come on, Bill. Let's dump him over this bridge here. Come on. There he goes. Sheriff's office, fine speaking. Oh, there's a dead man down here. He's been shot. And where? Uh, under the French Street Bridge, where French Street crosses the San Gabriel River, north of Long Beach. Who's speaking? Well, I, I don't want to tell you. Why not? Well, I was out with some other guy's wife when I found the body. I don't want to be mixed up in this. You just come on down here. You'll find it. Captain Dwight and Deputy Sheriff Brewster, Ken Trey, Contreras, Hutchinson, and Barnard drive quickly to the scene of the crime, where they find Mickey's body drilled by bullets lying in the mud of the river bottom. While powerful automobile searchlights play on the scene, the officers go over every square inch of ground for speed. Yes? Emily. What is it, Henry? Oh, hard. I just found the victim's coat. Hmm. Light Hotel, South Broadway. Mrs. Sadie Ransom, proprietor. Connor? Go to this address and see if you can get a line on this court. Better take the hat and watch along with you and bring this ransom move down to the morgue to identify the body. It'll be there by the time you arrive. Yes, sir. Right away. Mm-hmm. 
while Deputy Sheriff Warner is speeding toward Los Angeles, Shorty returns to the hotel. Oh, Shorty, I've been going nearly crazy. Where is he? Where is he? Take it easy, take it easy. What's he doing? What are you doing? Making him stop, but it's double crossing. What do you mean? Shorty, where is he? But please don't kill me. Let him stay. I'll bump him off. Oh, I'll pipe down your stupid set. He's there, see? Yes. Missing things? No. No. I can't believe it. It's so. And you killed him? Yes. Oh, I love you, so Jody. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. He never thought it. He told me he was being shot. I saw him and spit it out. He had a fight. He took a pass at me and I let him have it. Listen, baby, this is this. This is the fourth guy that's double-crossed me, and they've all gone the same way. They, there's none of them double-crossed me to get away from it. You get me? He's a I'm so cute. Okay, and keep the pass back. You bought me the bows now. I'm taking powder. You talk to him, and you don't know nothing, see? Who was this? 
Oh, it's Christmas week sometime. Sounds like that great war robbery, Jeb. All right. What did you murder any for? I didn't murder Mickey. I seen Mickey since that night. All right. I was in on that robbery. But I didn't do no pop off. All right, then. Start talking about that robbery. And while Deputy Sheriff Barner speeds toward Mrs. Ransom's hotel, Joe Entriante still tells the details of the Great Waltz robbery. Talks fast to save his neck from the long stretch from which there is no rebound. And at the hotel of Mrs. Ransom. Hello, Mrs. Ransom. What is it? He just went out for packing his cigarettes. What is this, a runaround? No, I swear it is. Come in. Sit down. He'll be back in a minute. I told you to keep him here. It's okay. He'll be back. I ain't holding back on you. I got a little girl. I ain't getting mixed up in trouble. When did he come back? About half an hour ago. What did he say? Well, he said, I read the paper, and I told him you were looking for him, and he said, what for? And I said, they want to question with his friends. They got Joe this morning, and he turned around real quick and he said, What? He did, eh? And I said, Shorty, I said, Don't you think you'd better report him? I told him I promised to call you, and he said, Okay, call the bull. I can prove my alibi, all right. And then you let him go again. No, I didn't. Listen, here he comes up the floor now. I hope. This is Deputy Sheriff Barner, Shorty. Yeah? Yeah. I want to ask you a few questions, Shorty. Okay with me. Want to take a ride down to the captain's office? Sure, I just love to ride in police cars. Come on, let's go. Hockey, self-assured, Shorty's haze of coming to Deputy Sheriff Barnett at headquarters. There to face Captain Bryce. What's your name? Fred Hayes. Have I been arrested before? Yes, twice. What for? Keeping fast one, paid a ten dollar fine. And the second time? Picked up for drunk, then may let me go. This picture here, Marcelli County number seven two 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 eight. Who is that there, my Hayes? You? Yes. An alien, huh? Yes. Who is Fred Bates? I don't know. Fred Miller. Never heard it. And Joe Miller. Not the one that wrote the joke book. I don't know. Really, your memory is bad. But they're all aliases for Fred Hayes. How many times have you been in this jail? Twice. Only two times I've been in jail my life. Oh, come on now, sure. You've got a record as long as my arm. It's all here on this time. Suspicious of burglary, forgery, passing bad checks. You've been on the bad books for five years. You're an ex-con, and you served two years of a 14-year sleep in Clinton. Isn't that right? Well, what are you asking me for? You, you didn't know all about me. You're down right, I do, and a lot more. Now, why did you kill Mickey Erno? I didn't kill Mickey Erno. Ever on a gun? No. And what did you carry empty shells around in your pocket for? Sound like loose chains? I don't know what you're talking about. You showed Mrs. Ransom a handful of empty shells after you came back and told her that you bumped off Eno. Now, why did you do that? I ain't talking. No? Well, that won't do you any good. What did you do with the diamonds you stole from Mrs. Walsh in Long Beach Christmas week? I ain't talking. And how about that poor girl you smacked in the kitchen? I never smacked any woman in the kitchen. No? And Mrs. Ransom tells you she was threatened to bump her off if she talked. Well, I, I can take the key, but I ain't going around smacking beans or threatening any beans. You've got some interesting witnesses lined up who will say you did. Mrs. Walsh has already identified your picture. I never smacked in the game, except that Marla hit with a beer bottle once. I didn't hurt her none, and she had to come to her anyway. Now, we got Joe Enfianti upstairs, and he told us all about that robbery in Long Beach. And the boys are bringing in such brewers. And Mrs. Ransom is worried more about her little daughter's future than she is about your threat. And she told us all that she knows. 
And that'll be enough to put you in a tough spot. Listen, I, I can take it. You, you can't scare me. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to make you see sense. Looks like I'm going away for a long time. Looks like my neck's going to stretch. But I can take it, see? Boy, how I can take it. You can't scare me. You can't make me talk. I'm not. Who is in on this job with you? I ain't talking. Why did you bump off Mickey? I ain't talking. Why did you bump off Mickey Yarnall? I ain't talking only. Only what? Only I can take it, see? Boy, how I can take it. Go ahead, stretch my neck. I can take it like a man. Criminal deputies, Sheriff Bright, and his efficient officers got them all. Shorty Hayes received a life term in San Quentin for murder, and Bill Doolin, his pardon in crime, got the same measure of justice. Sox Brewer went to San Quentin for robbery, and Joe Entriante, pleading guilty to robbery, got two years in the county road camp and eight more years probation. The ironic part of the thing is that Mickey Erno had been honestly shorty, but shorty operated on the opposite theory from that of your law enforcement officer. With him, everyone was guilty until he proved himself innocent, and he didn't give hapless Mickey Erno the chance to make the proof. Thank you, Justice Three. To boys and girls, Rio Grande offers free gifts. And to all motorists, Rio Grande offers more speed than you can ever use, more power than you'd ever need, more mileage, more value for your money. You get all these extra features free with every gallon of Rio Grande cracked gasoline. And it costs you no more to buy this tetra-ethyl-treated gasoline, refined by the most costly and elaborate cracking process known. This patented process gives you something found in no other gasoline. Police car performance. That's only police calling all cars, attention all cars. Attention all Los Angeles County Sheriff's Guard. Cancellation brought 108 regarding a dead body found north of Long Beach. This case is now closed. That's all. Close the Get your latest copy of the Calling All Cars News. Given away wherever Rio Grande cracks gasoline is sold. This is your narrator, Patrick Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.